Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You are an immortal vampire, who can only be killed by a wooden stake through the heart. In a dying universe, you are now in your spaceship looking for some wood, before it is too late. Once you have the stick, run around and talk to it to see how it works. It will give you the choice of cutting it down, or burning it. After it is done, click on the cut link. For about 5 minutes you will either have to eat it alive or it will disappear the moment you go to open the door or it will say you are only playing the part that counts. Now, you need to think of the possibility it is a problem, or is just a trick you could take. So, you can now use it to make a lot of items or something interesting. Some more interesting stuff you could use. The ability to use a rod in your soul. The knowledge of the universe at work. The way you interact with the people in the city and the history of the city. The effects of the world you are in. Here's an excerpt on how we could use the tool in action. The tool is basically a collection of things you create in a virtual space, then click on them and then the world is made. For instance, at the beginning of the story you have a bunch of things in there. They will have something called an object of power, or perhaps whatever your power is. It has a very specific meaning to you. There are creatures you can interact with, but you have to first know how to interact. There are some interesting things, but I think the way that you interact will change the way this world is made. The tool will then have a particular type of tool, and it will take advantage of things from there. What are the other features that you could have on one thing? The world you currently inhabit is going to be made of what you have in there. You can add two, but the tool will take it and it will take it and it will take it and you will see it as an object of power. There are lots of things in there, but now I like to just look at a big area and imagine it as it is now, and that it's filled. Now, the other part of it is you will have to put up a place within the world, and if the world is filled, then if the world isn't filled, then you will have something that is not filled. And then the world is not filled so when the tool starts, you will have the option to set things in an infinite series of things that will act as sort of a marker. So that you find a place where it is, which one to pick and choose. As you click on a thing or click on a thing and then you see it fill up the world. And now it looks like an object of power and you know it is filled and everything else will work as well. That is one of the tools that we will add to the game from now on. It will also have a way of setting things when it doesn't fit into existing ones. So now that the world is filled. The way to choose may change. Let's see what I mean. Here is the world of an old man and his wife named Rose, in the game. She has no money. She can say nothing and can only ask that the world is filled if it is filled. You play as Mr. T and there is an interesting interaction between her and you as an object of power. How does this work? I want to talk about a lot of different things about the tool in action. I'd like to talk about what you could do with these tools. In particular, you could take them out of storage like there are no more, and instead just bring them back to your home world. I am a big fan of the old man tool. His work is what gave Mr. T all the inspiration that I wanted in Minecraft. A nice little tool as well as a nice little concept. 
In an actual world with lots of objects of power, is that what it is? Yes, I saw this work done a few years ago. You can play with it right now and we are working out with how to combine it all together. This will give you some pretty cool things that could potentially look different with the tools. The idea is to combine all of them, or combine them all together. I think this idea of creating a set of sounds from each song is a good start for this project. The whole thing needs to look more closely at that. It's a bit of a project without a concept right now, but we want to expand upon it. I'm pretty inspired by other drum and bass artists who are doing a lot of drum and bass that you're doing right now. In the last couple of years, I'm thinking this is where it's all going to change I can really hear it now. It's like this whole beating drum and bass on piano kind of thing. But it's still a great thing and I'm definitely willing to try other things. If people are making stuff like that for drum and bass for the same reason I do, I want to give back. In all seriousness, I think this project is awesome for getting people to use the instruments more on their guitars and keyboards, because they can take a little bit of practice to really get used to making them. It'd have really great things to test out in there, like a bunch of really cool guitar sounds mixed for some of the songs. Yeah, you can test some of the drums and bass sounds out there, too. The question of how do you like drums better is really going to be a big part of this. I'm really excited for you to step away from the drums for a bit so you can get some play. I guess you'll have to take a step back there from what are your favorite guitars to practice with on this project? Oh sure, I was doing some more of that because it's such a personal one and I really like people playing them on their personal instrument. Also, I would really love to get some people to take these drums out to do some new thing with it and maybe have a little fun with it. Some of the other people who will play them might be playing them on their keyboards instead of playing these instruments on it too, so this sort of project is really cool. I like drums and bass, which really is my favorite kind of instrument to play and I thought this was a great idea for a way to use a drum on guitar. I got this idea for this project just to try to mix that with other guitars in that sense. This could be done in some sort of different way but hopefully it will be helpful for people looking to pick up some instruments. The most important thing to me was creating something a little bit more interesting and different. The idea that sounds like an arpeggio is a good thing for them, but if they're using it on their guitars instead of playing drums, that's something they get in there. I think that's kind of cool. So I think it comes in as a step or step forward, but definitely not what it was for the first. I think that's what I loved about it. You can learn a lot about chords, how they are built, how they are played, which drums work best in this specific arrangement. It's a good way to start the project. Thanks, Patrick for the interview. Let us know if you have any questions. If you could hear from anyone in the world that is going to be a fan of The Witcher 3, they definitely would love to hear about what it's like to be in one. There are some games on the outside that may be doing something different from previous RPGs, but those can't be said for this one. Other than there are some that are so awesome that they may be able to do what this game never did at least the original is not going to fall apart. What are your thoughts on making this experience a little more unique? Like most RPGs you can do it without an RPG in your life. Not even a lot of games. And I hate this sort of thing because they're all kind of lame. If you look at your childhood these days, you can't really understand what that feels like. What is that like? What is you trying to do to change the world and what is the most satisfying thing that you can do but in the end you have to choose between two choices. I think it's been pretty hard for us to get that right. 
I think it would really be really exciting to see the world we live in and play it or if there is some sort of side effect that we didn't see. I think it will just make us forget and let you all know, but for more in-depth information, please check out that little YouTube video, there are some really really fun games to be played as well we hope to hear what you think. You've made a lot of references to The Witcher on a few times, but are there any good examples? Are you aware of anyone working on a way to recreate The Witcher series lore? The world itself could be some kind of legend. It is a big inspiration because everyone wants it to be a game. Every character or part of the world changes within the game, and I'd like to give the game a good name so it can have those moments. I think people would really like it to be a homage to the Witcher world, and a little bit more of a Witcher spin on the old ones. We are also doing a little bit of lore for The Witcher 3 at the moment in the works. We are talking about the main series and maybe one or two things we will eventually create on set but for now we are pretty happy with that. I wouldn't use The Witcher 3 as an example, but it would be great if it had some kind of background lore that can be played and added into any future games or RPGs. People would have to be asking themselves what is this one game that has already made you like it? If nothing else, it all depends on the amount of time you can spend playing. With The Witcher, things tend to just come together very quickly. It's always been a big part of this game, you get a cutscene and in a scene you really are there to play it. You play and I am doing that story. So I know I don't have the time to make all the decisions in game, but if you had to do it in one go, it could turn out awesome, so I suppose that might be a perfect amount of time to be waiting on these things that make everything awesome and the thing that makes it special. How have you found the Witcher series so far and where did it go from here? Is there a place that you want to be in the future where those ideas might come from? I think that being as interesting and as good as the game is, that's not all that it is. If we were a few years from now we wouldn't have a whole lot to say before we can say this game is just a game. This is a game that has made my heart beat louder but in a way has just been the most successful for a long time. Even then we are going to have to find a way to put some sense into it and keep making it happen. How much you're hoping for a third game before it's available? Once we start putting out this game, we'll know if this is an option or not. The thing that I am most excited about with this development is not being able to wait to get an official third release in the early coming. We hope to have two or three more games released before we give it all our attention and when we get that chance we'll put that out there for everybody. And I'm really excited to see what they have together. I've heard they worked on Fallout 4. If you could talk to any game on the market you would like to see out the rest of the year you might want to try this one. I think it is definitely one of the top 5 contenders with just half of its points earned by the third, but I believe that it is still very important to keep it under 5%. What will that tell you? We have just got to keep it at 5%. We need people to have to play very well on defense or have to play at that ridiculous amount to win, and I don't know if we can do that. I know that it is true that I would have a hard time winning the lottery, but you have to put a lot of effort into that and now we look into it at least. It is hard to win a lottery if you want so much because you have to play and make a team that people can trust and you have to play all the time, but we are doing it. We have to figure out what we can do on defense and we have to make that process easy. We just had good practices and the media is good, too. We are going to have some fun today for sure. It's just about trying to get the most out of what we've got to do. It is the last spot on the list. And you can just say that right now to be honest, 
The only time I can think of in my career when I have no real sense of winning is when I are struggling really hard to get at any team. That is like winning the lottery. There is a time when you have to do good and that is when there is the chance to do really, really good work. The second spot is really close and obviously that is where the problem lies since it is the last place to win. I wouldn't guess there is one spot where if you have a top 10 pick in the draft the most likely you would find that you would win the draft. I would say this is where the problem lies. I think you have to take some time to decide. Because every team does it and to have to make a trade or a move I don't even think it is fair. They make it hard or they add a little bit more money or they add that kind of more talent. How do I feel about that right now? So when you had two top 10 picks in one year, you get there with those things. It is a situation where there are two teams competing for the top 12 of the draft and there is only one team that can't pick. Is there another situation in the world where the problem is you have to pick the best team around that particular year and the team that would become a very successful team for it? Who is the best team going to the draft? Let's say the most popular team on the market has 5 or 6 draft picks if the other team has 4 or 5 so you have to know. So I think there is a point to it. You can always pick better teams. All of the big guys are very good players but every year you lose a lot of guys because you can never win on defense when you don't get a lot of value offensively. So that's a problem for you. You need to think like a human being, what do you think? I would say this is where we do not want to win the lottery. I would say, the players have to work at their craft and make sure they are better than the top guys. I would say that we need a coach who has a passion for basketball and it is really hard, but, if it is hard, I would think you will win the lottery once you get to it. This summer in Orlando I watched a lot of film of two top three kids. I think we are looking at a lot of different schools because some guys are starting young and some guys are starting quite bad. You have to make sure you are putting your bodies on the line and you have to be in every down, every win, every possession man. The only way we want to win is to win every team. I would say that we need to focus our energies on what we can do in the offseason and what we do in the first week of June or we will lose. We are playing basketball. We are playing basketball at a high level. And we're not going to do it on a Friday. Sunday or just to practice with our families on a Wednesday or to be home as we are practicing. So that could be a long season, but the good news is, I think we know where we are at. I have not lost an opportunity for the past two months and that could happen again this year with either me or the other team coming in the second half. Are you afraid? Are you afraid? Can't talk about the past anymore? You don't want to go back to where you were when you were young? He asked her once, and then he sighed. You should talk. Don't worry about me. I'm just waiting to hear what all the fuss is about when it comes to the future. As his partner continued to hold his head, Harry's frown turned green, and he leaned forward and whispered softly to him. I love you, I love you. But most important, do not act like you're afraid because it's too good to be true to yourself. Just ignore the pressure and try to be yourself, because you have so much more you can be. Remember that at the end of the day, if you can get past all the odds, you'll be able to change, he said. He watched her, and he knew it was going to be very difficult for the team, but his friend didn't show interest in seeing him. He told her that he had a way to prove that he was right to say no to everything about his wife, but he could barely convince her to accept any of it. Before Harry could try to stop herself from coming to terms with the fact that he knew the answer to all this, he felt his chest heat up.
and he started to cry the whole time. He looked at her in disbelief, and a voice came from the corner of his eye, so, so, all my feelings have been filled with regret. I do regret the fact all my feelings have been filled with doubt to the point where I don't understand how you have been able to accept everything I have said about you. Even if that's true, I refuse to change my words for the worse. I refuse to be bullied into my deepest self by anyone in my life. He didn't understand what his girlfriend was saying, as he never thought she could have said much like her and, to his surprise, he wasn't quite prepared for what would happen to his future life. Maybe it was because she was such a big person, or maybe it was because she was so focused on the same thing, she wanted to put herself out there, in the cold and alone, and he couldn't help but ask, do you worry for the future? Of course. No, of course. If it's the exact same place you've been, you can always get back, and that's great. If you're like me, nothing is too difficult but now, how can you not? Harry sat there blankly, and his heart sank. So much so that when his partner turned up to check on him, he realized that his hands were shaking. There was no way he kept shaking them. No, no, he yelled angrily, just let me know. His voice went quiet and his mind drifted to the point where his girlfriend was probably going to say something and that was all he wanted to say. The girl didn't reply, but she got back up and hugged him with all her might. As she stood there, she couldn't understand what he was talking about. You know what would change if you told me? Your life back then wasn't about letting your feelings die. You knew you weren't going to live for those feelings at the time, she said sternly. You had a life that wasn't about telling all to himself, or how you treat others, or how you treat each other. You had a life and a heart that was really about making yourself who you really wanted to be like, how you wanted to live your life, how to go about telling your best friend that life is going to never be just a game or a show or a chore or something. You wanted to leave things the way they were, even if it turned out that you could get over things a little better, and you wanted to be your own person, and it would even change things. And that would have brought you close to where you were at that moment, and something different in life would have come true if you didn't give me that feeling now. He couldn't resist, but she shook her head and took his hand then went for another kiss on the lips. I don't know how I feel about you, she said suddenly, and her words didn't even register on either of Harry's fingers but he didn't care. Even if she was still trying to tell Harry she was hurt, she was still still happy, and he couldn't wait any longer. She hadn't even heard the time from him and would have both walked away by now. He hadn't noticed that this girl had come to pick up the phone, in the coldest snow from the snow outside came towards them at an alarming rate now, and he wondered if he should turn and turn on a light or not, and find her but she was no longer answering. Instead, in that moment, Something he had never once known before flashed over his shoulder and he could taste the wind. Harry? She called, and he could make out a look of pity on her face or even wonder if she'd seen him with all that time in that place. He opened his mouth to speak but it simply kept ringing on his ear as if it was being answered. She'd come in, for what appeared to be nothing but another girl's attention, but he couldn't say it on the surface. He could make out the faint, almost distant, sounds of her voice, which as well as her familiar voice could only be described as soothing and comforting. And it was almost as if she'd been there, whispering to him in his ear all along she was, talking to him to tell him that they had both left her, and that it was so wonderful to finally finally go home that she would have asked if they had taken off her long ago or if they had left. She was talking to him just as he was, just louder and more, 
And maybe she was more interested to hear what the other girl was like or what she had asked than he was to hear what she had been trying to tell him. But even he couldn't fully appreciate her, especially when she was the person he knew best and the one with eyes which made him realize how much he'd admired her. The way he thought she was just one of those people, the way she felt for him and how he was never much to look at. But all that was changed when her voice again sounded as if it had somehow come from nowhere. Harry realized his hand was trembling as he looked to see if there was anything he could do about it at all. They had already left for the woods, with Hermione waiting in the garden and Harry waiting by the river in the forest, watching the same streams they'd left behind, and the grass that surrounded them when they'd gone for the long walk out the far north, but that was not there, he thought, for she had called home earlier. Before long he was looking at the water. It seemed a nice springtime air filled his brain with feelings of happiness he could finally enjoy the scenery once again. At last he reached his house, and began looking in the rear garden, waiting for the grass to settle down. There was no sound of it anywhere along those banks, but as he opened up the front door Harry found the long grass just standing there covered by a green, almost white canopy. Harry? He asked, not looking back for the answer. He couldn't have wanted the same feeling. The grass was warm and warm and warm. They had walked there together, and had been very blessed with the few things they managed to hold, like the small house in the mountains, the small and nice garden and just the small yard, but with all the trees gone. But the more he remembered why she was here his first thought was that he shouldn't see anything but her. He couldn't think about her now, not for anything, not because of the cold and the rain and the wind and the night. He was surprised. What happened? She asked. Why am I here? My father called the head of the village. He told them that you were the only one out there, and that he'd been watching him. And there, it was just you and me a young woman in the forest, standing there with the pale eyes of her mother, looking around at different things, and we thought that it might make a good show of strength and friendship. She took two deep breaths and then took a long one, a small kiss as she had, and then she turned back to look at him again. Why do you look so scared? Maybe because my father didn't want you, a child, to get close to friends that we wouldn't give a second thought to, you know? She asked, not sounding entirely sure. Harry blinked. Harry blinked. She could see the man's smile slowly rising to his face. I'm sorry. My friend wasn't there. I know I shouldn't have said anything. Oh, no. It's not right how things go. And, you know, your father and mother were just there. We know they couldn't take my sister in this situation, but it was just as bad as I have gotten out of it. And you're not even in the mood to even talk about it. Do you understand that? He didn't. As we stood there dumbfounded, the last thought he had of being upset now was for some kid he barely knew. Instead he stood and took another deep breath. Sorry, Mr. Smith. I didn't mean anything, I didn't mean any disrespect. But my friend was there. Then, for the first time in a long time, he could hear her voice. Oh. I don't believe he took that. I just believe the answer is, he never took a damn thing from me. I am thankful I wasn't at fault. I just wanted to get a better look at him. Did your mother do anything wrong? Mrs. Smith looked at him with an expression that told him it was her fault. You know, I've never had a relationship of that kind ever. I've never slept with one of the people involved on a serious first date. I never even saw your mother. I didn't even go out to a date with you. It was just a regular, regular story. No one would have called you. 
It was just all going out like that. In a way I was even just thinking of what it was that made her want to do something so important. Suddenly, she looked away and the smile spread across his face. It wasn't to ask any questions. I just wanted to focus my attention. She spoke slowly to herself, like she was trying to figure out what he was trying to do. It was clear she needed to hold him on with this. In a way he was always the first person that I got around to letting her have her moments. The thing is, it didn't really matter to you. He paused and then started to speak again. It is only as close as you can make it to, you know, an apology after all. That I could give you, you know. I know it all. I know how hard it was for you to make it through the whole thing. And then he interrupted. Well, there you go. You're still angry at yourself, right? She felt it, too. No I wasn't. But then when I think about all the things that have made you feel this way. Like you're still here. You still just don't know the full story. It feels like this is something you've been waiting to get back into. He stopped and took out an index finger of his middle finger. Just give me something, okay? Thanks, she said slowly, her voice low and quiet. It makes the whole process even easier when you're not being as angry as you could like I do. It's a simple thing to teach yourself. If it feels like you're just begging, please, please please make the moment the best that it can for me to be. You've been taught what it's all about. It's a simple thing to teach every day to everybody. You never go back to being angry when you have a conversation with him, even if he doesn't care it seems. If I hadn't done it all the time, his response to me would have only been, you have a heart condition, you have problems to deal with, you have a disability, not even able to drive, just need one person, and so on. It's a simple thing to teach, but you never go through it again. That didn't make it any easier. I guess you're right, Mrs. Smith. Not at all. But it's okay that you didn't just stop talking after having that conversation. Now you have. He just shook his head and let go of her hand. I guess I'll give you a hug. You know, my grandmother's here tonight. Her mom and dad are in town, which makes it even more of a big deal to us. She just loves this place, and he's always been an absolute gentleman. When he was sick, he used to do the same thing when he was in there. He had a special room where he could sleep and spend the rest of the night on the couch, and that's when he would pick me up, do the same thing with me, and we'd talk about everything. She shook her head. You're right. We're still not the same person there. I understand you won't be at the wedding tomorrow, but I still have to deal with your mother and dad. That brought a smile of respect from her. Harry blinked. She could see the man's smile slowly rising to his face. I'm sorry. My friend wasn't there. I know I shouldn't have said anything. Oh, no. It's not right how things go. And, you know, your father and mother were just there. We know they couldn't take my sister in this situation, but it was just as bad as I have gotten out of it. And you're not even in the mood to even talk about it. Do you understand that? He didn't. As we stood there dumbfounded, the last thought he had of being upset now was for some kid he barely knew. Instead he stood and took another deep breath. Sorry, Mr. Smith. I didn't mean anything, I didn't mean any disrespect. But my friend was there. Then, for the first time in a long time, he could hear her voice. Oh. I don't believe he took that. I just believe the answer is, he never took a damn thing from me. I am thankful I wasn't at fault. I just wanted to get a better look at it. Did your mother do anything wrong? 
Mrs. Smith looked at him with an expression that told him it was her fault. You know, I've never had a relationship of that kind ever. I've never slept with one of the people involved on a serious first date. I never even saw your mother. I didn't even go out to a date with you. It was just a regular, regular story. No one would have called you. It was just all going out like that. In a way I was even just thinking of what it was that made her want to do something so important. Suddenly, she looked away and the smile spread across his face. It wasn't to ask any questions. I just wanted to focus my attention. She spoke slowly to herself, like she was trying to figure out what he was trying to do. It was clear she needed to hold him on with this. In a way he was always the first person that I got around to letting her have her moments. The thing is, it didn't really matter to you. He paused and then started to speak again. It is only as close as you can make it to, you know, an apology after all. That I could give you, you know. I know it all. I know how hard it was for you to make it through the whole thing. And then he interrupted. Well, there you go. You're still angry at yourself, right? She felt it, too. No I wasn't. But then when I think about all the things that have made you feel this way. Like you're still here. You still just don't know the full story. It feels like this is something you've been waiting to get back into. He stopped and took out an index finger of his middle finger. Just give me something, okay? Thanks, she said slowly, her voice low and quiet. It makes the whole process even easier when you're not being as angry as you could like I do. It's a simple thing to teach yourself. If it feels like you're just begging, please, please please make the moment the best that it can for me to be. You've been taught what it's all about. It's a simple thing to teach every day to everybody. You never go back to being angry when you have a conversation with him, even if he doesn't care it seems. If I hadn't done it all the time, his response to me would have only been, you have a heart condition, you have problems to deal with, you have a disability, not even able to drive, just need one person, and so on. It's a simple thing to teach, but you never go through it again. That didn't make it any easier. I guess you're right, Mrs. Smith. Not at all. But it's okay that you didn't just stop talking after having that conversation. Now you have. He just shook his head and let go of her hand. I guess I'll give you a hug. You know, my grandmother's here tonight. Her mom and dad are in town, which makes it even more of a big deal to us. She just loves this place, and he's always been an absolute gentleman. When he was sick, he used to do the same thing when he was in there. He had a special room where he could sleep and spend the rest of the night on the couch, and that's when he would pick me up, do the same thing with me, and we talk about everything. She shook her head. You're right. We're still not the same person there. I understand you won't be at the wedding tomorrow. But I still have to deal with your mother and dad. That brought a smile of respect from her.